on the band from ringside podcast the week that was in pro wrestling which is a lot we got your extreme rules recap your njpwg1 recap fight for the fall in that and a whole bunch more tonight on the band from ringside podcast that nine to five it's time to feel alive hello mark so welcome to the band from ringside podcast as always i'm your host bill vaggy aka jobby brown AKA, <laughs> hold on hold on I gotta, I gotta go aka johnny hill aka ralph trans van dam <laughs> that was the one for you jason now, and to my right as always we have two beers zach pullman what's going on two beer shit man not as always i haven't been here oh yeah not as always ever as it, used, like, as it used to be there's all yeah. kinds of shit going on like i was on vacation yeah. i fucking went white rider rafting and injured myself like yeah. my fucking ass bone hurts so bad worse than fucking one time you had some sick kids yeah like just a bunch of bullshit <laughs> uh but uh you know i'm chilling and uh catching up on wrestling and it's good to be back well it's nice to have you back and to his right we have jason cornelius bell what's going on jcb allow us to pull down the good good book of the band from ringside podcast volume 115 chapter 3 verse 14 and the good smart saith hashtag boo the heels it's all good baby singing the last part i'm feeling a little sensitivity in this bad boy shout out to my girl becky balboa i love you babe um a lot of wrestling. A lot, lot of different lot wrestling. Of wrestling. Uh, it was almost wrestling overload. For me, that's saying a lot. You know, you can have it all, guys. We can have it all. There was something for everybody this week, no nice matter buffet. what kind of wrestling you like. And to his right, taking over for Murray, the Murray man, Murray, we have for the second week in a row, Lucha Chris. What's going on, Lucha Chris? Oh, it's great for you guys to have me here this week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Damn, hey. It's like that. It is like that, and what, you know what else? What else? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the on the bandwagon here. I know it, he he got a good traction with this, so I'm gonna say it's you exciting. Mean the band from Ringside Wagon. Exactly, it, it's wow. not on the Oregon Trail. Good. No, uh, no, no. Uh, what disease? Dysentery. Is dysentery. No is that dysentery. Why, is that why you have toilet paper? Why do you have toilet paper? Oh, I have toilet paper because I'm the shit. <laughs> <laughs> if, if nobody knew that. Um, that's okay. what that there is for, just in case anybody needs it. You know, it gets messy. So we're live on social media right now. As a matter of fact, we're live on YouTube right now. And as we speak, I'm posting it into Friends of BFR on Facebook. Nice. Also banned from Ringside Podcast on Facebook. Cool. YouTube, obviously banned from Ringside. That's what we're going for. Jump mm-hmm. in the chat. Yeah. Talk shit if you want. Sure. Uh, and then uh, at BFR Pod on Twitter. We also have an Instagram, you know, so. and BFR and then. Yeah, and then our, our personal uh, Twitter accounts and whatnot as well. BFR Lucha Chris, BFR Bill, BFR Zach with an H, and BFR JCB. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, hot downtown St. Louis, Missouri. We got Rich Harris turning the knobs tonight. Richard Rich is in the house. And uh, before we get too far into it, we got to talk about them day one-ish sponsors. We got Soul Taco, that delicious Korean-Mexican fusion mm. food, the best in the world, guys. They got two food trucks driving around St. Louis, a spot in the U-City Loop, Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. If you guys have never had Soul Taco we don't recommend it. We demand that Damn, you go get some soul it. taco. Right. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. They got the best shit in the world. I recommend the spicy pork burrito. Some people like the tacos. Some people like the quesadillas. Some people like the kimchi fr- kimchi fries. But 
It's all good. And we got to talk about JJ Twigs Pizza on Southampton. Uh, The best South City or the best St. Louis style pizza in town, if you ask me, if you ask us. Uh, Delicious. You can get double decker pizzas. You can get the thin crust. You can get the Super Mario. You can get the. Uh, the Southside Pride with the banana peppers. I mean, for my money, banana peppers are the most underrated pizza topping that there is. Like, and just I and just put them on there. Don't fucking like fuck around. <laughs> wow. Don't like. Don't be like stingy with them. Just put some fucking banana peppers on that pizza. Exactly. And JJ like, Twigs does that. Yeah. And every time you get banana peppers, it's like, oh, there might be one every other slice. I want two per slice. Yeah, two per slice, if not more. I want fifty percent banana pepper per bite. <laughs> See? So go get yourself some JJ Twigs. They got beer specials uh on during Cardinal Games too. Uh we love them. They're on South they're on Southampton. And without further ado, because we got so much, let's get to that three counts. <laughs> JCB, what you got? You rang. Usually we start chronologically, but we're going to do a little things a little different. We're going to jump to Sunday night to extreme rules. Um most important thing, I, I I think there's only one thing that came out that was the most important thing. Brock Lesnar cashes in on one Seth Rollins after a hellacious mixed tag match. Uh, low expectations coming in. Seth and Becky win said mixed tag match over one Lacey Evans and one Baron Corbin. It exceeded the low expectations. It though, exceeded right? the low expectations. Um I think the highlight of that, obviously, was the Baron Corbin spot on Becky Lynch to incite Seth to ultimately burn out what little energy he had to leave him vulnerable to a Brock Lesnar cash-in. I said it on Twitter as the match was going. It felt like a John Cena cash-in when Edge cashed in on him when John Cena, I believe it was New Year's Revolution. Vincent Kennedy McMahon came out and said, oh, wait. I have one more. Edge comes out, cashes in. The rest is history. The original cash in, if I'm not mistaken. So that was in my mind as this was going along. And I thought to myself, if this happens, and I still wasn't sure if it was going to happen at this point because we have heard this Brock Lesnar's gone cash in line before. If this was going to happen, this feels like the right time to do it because as the match progressed. You had good spots, tandem spots coming from both sides. Kendo sticks, Becky and uh, Seth jumping off onto tables. The match itself exceeded the expectation level coming in. So as Seth makes the pin and he looks towards Becky and Becky's laid out, I was thinking to myself, okay, this is it. It's going to happen or it's not. So the music hits. Still doesn't mean anything because he can still circle the ring. He yeah, can kick can Becky always, Lynch. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Out, right? But then once he jumped in the ring and then the match, the announcer said that he was going cash in. The bell rings. Now I'm like, okay, this is getting ready to go left. Scoops him up. F5 later. One, two, three. I Woo. wasn't even mad. It was just kind of like. Oh. Was there any part of you that thought that Becky was going to spoil Brock's uh, cash in like with a low blow or something? I figured they would, but I, I'm glad they did I definitely thought something like that, that was That's coming. exactly what I thought, and that's actually what I hoped. Like, uh, I won't steal, like, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But um, definitely the biggest takeaway of the night, and that is, like, my only real issue because I thought it would have been super cool if they did that because 
you know, Brock doesn't need money in the bank. We talked about that before. He He's in the title picture whenever he wants. And that would have put Becky over huge. Seth would have looked, you know, good, even though, you know, he's the man's man. You know, they're still playing into right. that. Yeah. And Beth and Seki. <laughs> See, <laughs> Seth and Becky. Yeah, it's, been a while. it's been a while, guys. Get your legs back under you. But uh, regardless, oh, those two, uh, neither one of them, uh, they're both better on their own than they are together. They're both superstars. And then For you put sure. them together, and um, there's like a discord. There's like a the kind of a, a lack of synergy there. And I think that would have helped to put over put them over as a team. Uh, and this, the biggest problem and the biggest takeaway is like, and we found out what's going to happen on Monday. Uh, it's going to be Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Like, we just fucking saw this. Yeah, like, it's so weird. Looking that they're forward, running it back. like, you know, there's like there's nobody like I mean, it's just the rec- same recycled bullshit. And uh, I just would have liked for that thing to be spoiled, be over and done with and maybe have a new challenger for Seth. And then maybe Brock could come in and like attack that person like a month from now. The bad part about listening to all the bad all the back podcasts is we wanted this in January. We wanted Seth to be. The money, not the money and bank winner, but the world rumble winner. We wanted him in the face, Brock. We right. wanted him to beat Brock, and then we got it. Yeah, and yeah. then the next thing you know, somewhere this went south. Well, they have. I'm fine with him as champion, though. Yeah, I'm fine with him as champion okay. too. But Who, they have. He hasn't. He hasn't. No, Seth. Oh, Seth, mm-hmm. but he hasn't faced anybody since he's been champion, except for Baron Corbin. Okay, that's. Yeah. I think. I mean, that, that's the problem. There's my point. His okay. title reign has been hey, boring bo- as hell. Okay, yeah. because and, it's against the, Baron Corbin. Okay, and I, like and Baron Corbin. I, I agree. That's the problem. Is that they? And I said it. Oh, in his first booking, in his first title reign, was a chicken shit heel champion, and that's not Seth Rollins. This one is against the same guy, and that's not supposed to get boring. They just set this man up to fail. It was almost like they were having him as a placeholder for Brock to get the title back. Now, yeah, where I mean, he goes from this point, and I don't know. He shouldn't be a placeholder because, really, he is the guy. Like he was, he was not anymore. Murray, I mean, he could have been. Well, like I said, I, I, I personally, Lucha Chris, Lucha Chris, sorry, I, I personally think that Seth and whether it's his fault or not is so is, used a, to Murray is a whole nother. It's fine. I'm, I'm, it's fine. I won't take offense yet. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. You so, tell that, man. um. You know, it's not necessarily Seth Rollins' fault. I'm not blaming him or Baron Corbin for no. his, but it's been boring. And and like you guys said a little bit, him and Becky's thing have been so uncharismatic together. Well, it's just like because they just supposed threw to be it together because we're supposed to know they just forced it on us. I think yeah. they could have done something with it eventually that would have led it there. I love Brock Lesnar. Me I've too. always loved Brock Lesnar. I do too. And honestly, if he but this we'll is boring. See, well, it is, but we'll see if 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 he's able to come on Raw every week or every other week, and even if he's not fighting for the title every other week and he just shows up, I still think Brock should come out and talk from time to time. I mean, but we, revamp him again a little bit. We have two possible outcomes at SummerSlam: either Seth goes over or Brock goes over. I don't want Seth. Both to go of over. them. Both of them suck. Both yeah. of them suck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Seth goes over, then what the fuck was the point? Yeah. Unless, unless they put Seth over strong. They because, already did all that. They just ruined and, that shit by doing but, it. Go but ahead. Bro- Brock's go ahead. never been. Brock still hasn't been clean since he came back, except for by Cena. 
if I'm remembering correctly, maybe Hunter. If they put Seth over Strong, I guess that's the best possible scenario. But if Seth wins again, then what the fuck was the point? And if Brock wins again, then we're saddled with another part-time champion on Raw that we don't see very often. Going back to what happened Monday night, because we might as well just talk about it, now that Seth is the number one contender, of those 10 guys, the two guys that I wanted the least to win were Seth and Roman. Yeah, I would have taken the three guys that had a, that had a legit chance with Seth, Roman, and Braun, and who were the three guys in the in the last Seth, Roman, and Braun, and and Orton, and I would have been oak. I would have been better with Orton than I am with Seth. Or, Way more or Seth or, or but right, here's the thing, man. Big E would have been a fucking great choice man, if they wouldn't have just erupted with they, Big E and Braun stood off. I'm like, okay, they really, come on, guys. I mean, let, come on. let Big E. Take some of that fucking juice that Kofi's got, that New Day always kind of had. And now Kofi's got it, and now New Day's super over. And let I mean, if if we were sitting here right now doing this podcast, and it was Big E versus Brock at SummerSlam, oh, dude, we'd be going nuts. The Smarks, the Smarks, <laughs> and the Marks would all be happy with that outcome. Everybody's yeah. happy. The kids are happy. Like everybody's happy yeah, with man. that outcome. At that, that would point, have been see, at that I'm, point, I'm, I don't. I wouldn't I mind. Goosebumps. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind Big E getting yeah. fed to Brock because it's now you can you're doing something different. Now it forces you to do things creatively different. This is just par for the course. All they did was just to shut everybody up from saying, well, Seth doesn't deserve it. Well, no, he deserves it. He won X, so now he won the right to face Brock Lesnar. Big right. E would have been a much more believable con- uh, competitor against Brock Lesnar than Man, Seth or any of, one of them would have been. A lot of beef in that match. They pulled they Matt, beef. They they pulled Matt Riddle up for that, that battle royal, pulled Matt Riddle up and let him just fucking whoop on Brock Ooh, fucking yeah. SummerSlam. No, see, that's, that's too They're going to have to wait on that. They're going to have to wait on that. I know. I'm Stop. You know, and, Stop. You know, everybody loves Cesaro, but that crowd, when they announced when they announced the 10 guys at the beginning, the crowd died for Cesaro, which is not Cesaro's fault. It's it's a problem with how they presented Cesaro over the last, ever, certainly ever since Sheamus has been hurt. Well, he had the best match Sunday night. Yeah, well, let's get, let's, let's get, uh, before we get to that, I got a real quick question. Are you okay with the Baron Corbin doing the end of days on Becky? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't mind the intergender violence as long as it's used sparingly and to a to a nice effect. And they put it over like it was a big deal. Well, so no, the crowd popped like yeah, a motherfucker, because, Yeah, because the whole thing was it's a mixed tag, it's a mixed tag, it's a mixed tag. And even though it was clunky, they kept to that formula. Right. It's it clunky in spots. But then once he did that, it was like, oh. Right. And, it, you know, it, it was like, sense. you know, yeah. they said the N-word or, you know, whatever. And it was just like, okay. And, he, and then it made sense. And Baron Corbin sold the fuck out of it, oh, too, yeah. with, that look, with that look oh, on his yeah. face. He's like, oh, what you going to do? What <laughs> you going to do? What you going to so do? You right piece of shit. Fuck this so dude good. up. Uh, so, Zach, take us in. What, what was your favorite match of the night? Uh, match of the night, and I mean, it, it goes, like, if you guys listen to this podcast, you kind of know where my wheelhouse is as far as, like, <laughs> my, what, like, gets me going, what's get me fucking pumped and fucking rock hard. Ooh, yeah. And oh, that's, whoa, uh, whoa. that's... Let's work, talk about it. That's work rate, baby. And uh, Cesaro and Aleister Black, uh, they worked this match uh, not quite like it was an indie match or anything like that, not quite, but it was more of an NXT match than it was a... WWE match a sure. little bit faster much stiffer and I thought uh, it was great it was my favorite match of the night and weirdly enough my second favorite match is the match that I was least looking forward to which was Roman and Undertaker versus uh, Shane and Drew all right let's I, get into that I thought the camera work was great Undertaker looked better than he has like since before last 
previous WrestleMania. Uh, like they kind of made Drew look better than he has <laughs> lately, <laughs> even though he hasn't looked great. Undertaker looked like a new man. He did. He did. Hmm. I mean, when he doesn't, when he doesn't have to do twenty minutes against Goldberg, hmm. it's yeah. like, oh, what are you hearing about? That went twenty minutes. No, uh, it didn't. I don't know. I never oh watched my it. God, <laughs> I still haven't He's watched it. I, was yeah, like, I haven't either. But if he doesn't have to wrestle Goldberg, what are you making that noise for? Did you what? What did you say? I just said, hmm. Yeah, I know. But what are you implying? <laughs> I'm just saying that looking at the competition across from him, I would like to assume that Drew McIntyre would be able to do any extra jumping that might be required. Shane's not too. Hard to throw around. Clearly, he can do a little extra jumping. I mean, it's interesting that you don't have to always have old veterans come in and do some work. Elsie. So, Murray texted me earlier on mm-hmm. and was talking about this same thing. And he thinks his positive uh, uh, grasp on this they is say that he. Kayfabe is dead. It's not. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Is that. Tell him. Eventually, maybe the person that will take Shane out of all of this. It's not going to be KO. It's not going to be Roman. It's going to be Drew McIntyre. If that's the case, they can finally get Drew over the way he needs to be over and put him in, uh, you know, somewhere that actually fits for him. Because otherwise, he's just Shane's lackey, and that makes no sense so far. I just think that, uh, I, you know, I'll just speak for myself. I kind of owe Undertaker an apology. I mean, I guess when he's put in there, you, you know, I, I still am. I, I, I'm still... I'm not. I'm not happy that he got retired and then he came back. But over the last few weeks, I have been running him down about why won't he just? This why was, won't the dead man just die and a, things like that? A makeup for what happened in Saudi. Apparently, he's super happy about it. Yeah, uh, the, fine. The now, shot now. Like Two Beer was talking about now. but like Two Beer was talking about uh the camera work when Undertaker did the the throat slash, which I don't know why he's allowed to do that still, but nobody else is. And then uh on, Drew, and then Drew McIntyre rose behind him like the that horror movie awesome. monster. It looked yeah. it looked really cool. Um any other thoughts? Uh I really liked the we gotta keep it moving. I really liked Ricochet versus AJ Styles. That was good too. I got no problem with AJ Styles as the heel taking that on. Looks like the club is back together. Nah, they back together. Shit. Ain't no look like two. <laughs> uh, everything else was just a pass. I mean, passable. I mean, the tag team matches were good. Yeah, the tag team, the matches, tag team were matches were were like good matches, and I, I liked what happened. Braun yeah. and Braun and Lashley's was at least a throwback to an old. Yeah, like, it was it was a good match. It wasn't man, a great and I, match. And I know but. you don't like last man staying matches for before a uh, last man staying match that was solid. Ko whooping uh, Ziggler that was fast. I, I don't have no problem with that. Um, just looking at it. I guess my biggest problem with it, and I keep staring at it because it keeps looking at me, is the Bailey, uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross match. Yeah. Now we got we want. Yeah. Okay. It, it's time to move on. I don't nec- I don't have a problem with this match. We've gotten it out the way. Now moving forward, I got a problem with the Ember Moon thing because we just we did that Monday night where we don't build a. A, a match we just make yeah, the match and then was... we build it afterwards you have to build to the match make the match and then do the build afterwards you just can't throw ember moon in this spot across from bailey when she's been getting 50 50 and then all of a sudden when they made the match the crowd was like eh, man all, uh, all of a sudden the women's hey. divisions look pretty thin 
ever since I mean, Ronda left, man. There hasn't been anything. Well, enough. And, and you could have Oscar. Charlotte's been gone. You could have Oscar's gone. You could have Oscar and Io Shirai as singles wrestlers yeah, well, instead know. of tag wrestlers. No, Io Shirai, did you guys see her oh, new look? Yes. Oh, her music is even awesome. All black dude. leather. I've got the heel Io Shirai already. Dude, Let's I keep love it so moving much. to our two counts. All right, we're going to try to keep this brief because we could talk. We could have done a whole podcast about <laughs> G1 this week. Best the actual time. WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it is pure mania. Like, that's all I've done the past few days, like, between vacation and just, like, getting caught up in work and life shit. Like, I have just sat and watched New Japan, like, every possible moment that I've had. Uh, big takeaways, though, like, current standings. Kenta is looking real strong. Dude's 3-0. and uh, had some really good matches. He just went over Lance Archer, uh, who is also having a great G1. Yeah, man. Who dude is knew? coming up. Dude, he, he looks like a I monster. I said this. Opening night in Dallas. Like, he's from Dallas. He's got a new look. Goes over Will Ospreay, who's right now the best wrestler in the world. 2019. Dude's, like, killing everything. Uh, even though he's only sitting at two points. Um, he's injured now. Uh, just had a great main event uh, this morning. With uh, Kota Ibushi. Just an insane match. I mean, <laughs> that was an insane last 10 minutes of Ibushi and Osprey just beating the shit, shit out, out of each other. other. And I was scared <laughs> yeah. because, like, Will Osprey got a stinger. And so, like, that's a legit. Like, a lot of times he'll tape up and, like, his selling is so good. I've been worried about that guy before. And then, like, he's just totally working you. It like, looked to me like he had two stingers. I mean, he landed on his head a couple times. Like one, couple. one time they said, oh, and Osprey lands on his feet. It's like, no, no he, he didn't. didn't. No, yeah. He bounced didn't. off his head. No. It was, it. I had reservations, and I'll let you go ahead afterwards. Um, this scared me like a Naito Ubushi match because both sets of, of matches are just enough to where they can take this probably one step too far and somebody could get hurt. And there was a couple cringe-worthy spots in this match this morning. Go ahead. Yeah, there really was. I didn't get that Naito Abushi feeling as much, but it was definitely there. I totally get what you're saying because there was like a, a behind-the-back like pile driver spot that was real scary. But it was like more of a kind of flow, whereas, like, Naito and Ibushi will, like, tease and tease, like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. <laughs> um, so, like, it was just kind of more of, like, an, an actual flow, but Lance Archer is, I said it before the G1, I was like, I think he's gonna be a dark horse, and he's, like, he's come out even harder than I thought he would, like, he's been doing Very so good. So far. But real stories, too, like, Kota Ibushi's only at two points, like, this dude was in the finals last year, he's working from behind now. He was obviously a favorite for the A block, even though the A block is super stacked. And we still have time. Yeah, but, you know, there's certain guys that don't even have any points. That's true, like Naito. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could not, but I just wanted to be around Jason when Yano pinned Naito. No, you didn't. Like, I just wanted to be That was a fun match. No, you didn't. That was a good match. You did not watch. I fucking love Yano, man. It was not (laughs) a pretty seat at 728 yell that morning. (laughs) And Uh, we got Jay White with no points, Jeff Cobb with no points. And granted, it's Jeff Cobb's first G1. He's not going to look super strong. but I'm not too surprised about that. He's going to come out, like, looking pretty good. And he has looked pretty good. Uh, Moxley is undefeated. Ishii is undefeated. Juice is undefeated. Zach Um, Sabre Jr. doesn't have any points. It's Zach Sabre Jr. And he throws a fit. Every time, man. I, I love. Man, I'm getting, that's another kind of like side storyline is how much 
is this going to continue? How worse are these tantrums going to get? Yeah. Is Jay White going to get off the snide? He has to. Fortunately, he has Yano this morning. Hopefully, you motherfucker. Oh, watch him, watch him lose to Yano. Oh, dude, if he, man, fuck Who's got Yano shit. this morning? Jay White, if I'm not mistaken, nice. has Yano this oh, morning. Oh, come on, Yano. Um, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> I believe yeah, just, Moxley and uh, Ishii. Ishii. Which is, I mean, it's, we'll see how good Moxley is yeah. because he's had some shorter matches against, he had Taichi and he had Yano, right? Or no, Taichi and um, who was the other one that he had? Uh, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb was good, uh, but it's still kind of a shorter. Was on the shorter match. side, I was a little disappointed with man, that. Uh, Evil Sonata was real good this morning too. Oh man, yeah, fantastic. Um, I was gonna say, just watch the G one, guys. Yeah, just watch the G one. One of my favorite things that I've ever seen in wrestling was today when Evil versus Sonata, when Evil tricked the referee into giving Sonata a magic killer with him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was, yeah. that was so good, man. No, and that's, and, and, that's, and I was talking to this. I was having a conversation. Somebody hit me up on Twitter and was like, you know, I don't understand this. You know, this G one thing doesn't make sense. You know, the top guys are losing. The guys I don't, I've never heard of are winning. And I was just telling them that, that this is, it's an ongoing story. People are always saying that, you know. Dude, Japan doesn't have stories. Well, actually, they do. You just have to kind of... They tell them in the ring. Yeah, yeah. and you have to pay attention to it. They have it. better, more logical stories than any other promotion. And if if that doesn't work, then, you know, you have the backstage comments. That's what was, another thing about New Japan. They tell their story differently. It's mostly in the ring, but then if you, for whatever reason, you're missing that, you got to pay attention to the commentary. Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero are killing it on commentary. They're going to be doing it full-time for the, the start and the finish. And then on top of that, you're gonna, you got to look at the backstage comments because that essentially sets up the next night or the next tour, whatever the case may be. That's your promos for WWE. It's the same thing. You just got to look at it. And it's a different product. You see presented. Zack Sabre Jr. said that when he was in Dallas, he said doing a technical wrestling match for an American audience is like reading Shakespeare, Shakespeare to, to a dog. dog. I'm like, oh, man, you nice. ain't right. Dude. Oh, that's true. So no, it's good. not. Dude, how many times Great have you heard the work. Zack Sabre Jr. argument that he's too boring? Dude, and that guy is, get it, that guy is one of damn, the best promos man. in the business. Top 10 promo in the business. Easily. And you never Easily. hear him talk because he doesn't do it before right. and after matches. Right. Just fucking Google it. It's all free on New Japan or YouTube. Yeah, go on like, YouTube. It's, they, they put all that shit out there for but free. But he's had two of my, I mean, I've watched all 25 matches. Uh, he's had two of my top five favorite matches. Him versus Okada was great. Tanahashi Him versus was Tanahashi was fucking awesome, man. It was like nonstop. I don't know how anybody. Zack Sabre Jr. is not boring. It's just different. Like it just it's, don't it, look it's like a technical else. style. Where if this Daniel Bryan does the same thing, but Daniel Bryan is over. Nobody that is non non WWE fans know who Zack Sabre Jr. fans Zack Sabre Jr. is. Hardcore WWE fans don't know, and that's where you get Zack Sabre Jr. is boring. It is okay. what it is. And that'll be it for the three counts. Okay, so the third count it was the third big, you know, in whatever order you wanted to watch them, but it was the third huge event this week, and we're not even getting into Evolve, but we're talking about AEW's fight, fight for the Fallen. Shout out Kurt Stallion. Now, fight, yeah, shout oh. out to Kurt Stallion for Evolve. We'll probably get that to the odds and ends, hopefully, but... um. Fight for the Fallen was AEW's, I guess, their third official event, if you don't count all in. It was uh, not as big as their other ones. It was in a smaller outdoor place in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and 
I'll be honest, guys. I watched it. Um, I uh, full disclosure. I didn't watch the Young Bucks versus uh, the Rhodes brothers. I heard it was like thirty-one minutes long. That's a thirty-one twenty-five. That was that pretty a long. long. Goddamn match. Yes, it was. But um, I kind of thought that this was a bit of a step back for AEW. I know that this is not. I, you know, I love AEW, and nobody's rooting for him as hard as I am. But we got to call it like we see it. Um, it looked a little amateurish. Um, and compared to the rest of the wrestling that I watched this weekend, uh, frankly, the talent didn't look like it was there. It, I mean, the uh, SCU versus the versus uh, the Lucha Brothers was obviously great, and I, I mean, I think the Lucha Brothers are two of the best. They're probably two of the best fifteen wrestlers in the world right now. Um, I agree with that. Shima versus Omega was crazy good. That Probably was a G1 match. That was yeah, it was that was that was the best that was the best Omega was match. Like match. That was the best Omega match that we've seen since his Okada since his Okada rivalry uh in my opinion. That's yeah, fair. Absolutely. Um but the rest of it just just I mean their women's division doesn't stack up at all. Like maybe they're putting on too many shows together. Maybe they just need to you know plan for TV. I don't know. It just it didn't look as good as uh as the other events have. And maybe that's just because the other events had a different vibe. Thoughts on that, Lucha Chris? Uh the one of the bigger pops with the the women's division was Kong Kong. Like, you know, when when she came out Awesome Kong was out and and uh what what's her what's Aja, her name? When she came out, there was a huge pop for that. Was she not the one that was in uh All Out? She wasn't. Uh, yes. Yeah, were, yeah. Yes. Or double yeah. or nothing. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Double or nothing. Yeah. So that was a big pop. Um, the one with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. That match was all right. It all. It it had its moments throughout the entire pay per view that yeah. were worth it. But again, I was watching it at a bar with the G one on one screen, Evolve on the other screen, and then AEW on one screen, and. It, and all at the same time, it my eyes were like windshield wipers. I was going back and <laughs> forth. It was crazy. So, but it was. A, I, I enjoyed myself watching Fight for the Fallen. Um, but I agree, it was kind of so far out of what they've done as AEW. It was the weakest thing they've done. JCB, I said it to uh, to Bill earlier. Um, for me personally, this is. There's some good. There's some bad. The good. There's a, a lot of storyline continuation going over um, the tag team match that Murray was talking about. Now the winner, the Dark Order, they have to face best friends. Winner that gets the the first buy for the first round buy for the tag team tournament. So we advance that storyline there. Bucks, Kenny, and um, the Rose Brothers. That eventually will well tie it ends one storyline in the sense that. You had this little beef or whatever, but the Bucks kind of established themselves as, you know, one of the tag teams to look out for. Kenny Omega, okay, he establishes himself as one of the top guys with Moxley coming around the corner. So for that, yeah, for me, that's the good part. The one really bad thing that for me that stood out was the lack of timing. I'm not worried about the stage and all that other stuff. I like... 
um, Impact Wrestling. So it, it kind of reminded Ooh. me of Impact Wrestling. So I can give that a pass. For me, the timing was off when Matt Jackson was at the, uh, it was after the match and they're going through this promo and I'm, I'm pretty sure they were going to try to put each other over and then have the check come out. It was like the Oscars where, okay, we've ran too long. The music comes up, okay, and then Cody kind of grabs the mic, and it was like, you know, he kind of make a joke of it. Yeah, we've gone too long, but then, you know, Cody, like a great professional, brings it all back around, you know, gets the crowd hyped up for AEW and sends it off in the right way. Here's the check. Everybody kind of goes away in a good mood. It's, But that's just one of those things where over the course of time, they're going to work that out. That's just something that, I'm sorry, like you said, I'm going to call it the way I see it. That was so glaring that I was just like, damn, you know, what the fuck's going on? But for me, I wasn't watching it live. I'm watching it at my leisure so I can come and go as I please. But like I said, there's good things about it. There's bad things about it. Ultimately, I like this pay-per-view. I can understand why other people didn't because of long length of time or whatever. I'm sorry, man, but... AEW is kind of doing the same thing that WWE is doing. If you're complaining about four hours, four and a half, WWE is doing the same thing. It was damn near four hours on Sunday, so I want to see what the problem is. Too weird. Yeah, like uh, definitely <clears throat> big positive on AEW in general. Double or Nothing was damn near perfect pay-per-view show, and I think maybe going forward that might be the difference between a paid pay-per-view and these free bleacher report things where they're right. just kind of like teasing stuff out yeah. fighter fest was very it was better than the ceo show last year that kenny omega did but that was like a show for a niche audience it was for video game nerds like me and like you know it's not for everybody uh, i think once we see them in tv we're going to start to see like a paradigm shift because uh really you know they're trying to work these things out with like minimal shows and like keeping these storylines good and they're doing a good job online with the road the road twos and through being the elite. But if you don't watch those, like if you just like jump on to Bleacher Report, like you're not going to get AEW. And that's, I think that's, that's something the that's, thing. It's, it's, it's programmed. Or it's, well, I shouldn't say that. It's, it's set up like New Japan. So you have to watch it like New Japan. If you don't watch, like uh, Sean Spears, okay, I just saw that today. Yeah. Tony Blanche is going to be his. Apparently his manager. So if you jump in, if you jump into All Out and whatever, um, all of a sudden Tully Blanche is there, and you're like, well, well, I don't understand why this is that. And then you gotta watch it like New Japan. If if you don't, you won't get it. And if you're a new fan, you don't understand that Tully Blanchard was Dusty Rhodes' like biggest like rival. Right. And so like these are the stories they're gonna tell, and they are telling really good stories. But like you know, Adam Page versus Chris Jericho, like Mm. we know Chris Jericho. Who's Adam Page? Like, if, right. you don't, if you don't watch Being the Elite, like, Adam Page hasn't cut one fucking The crowd promo. turned on Adam Page when Jericho attacked him. That's another thing I was wanting to say. That's a no-no. At least from the AEW eyes, because you're having your baby face, your top baby face, the crowd is cheering that he's getting stomped by Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's well, not it's tough because Jericho's a star, but well, like... No, yeah, no they, question. They, they pop for Jericho, but... This this was going to be my next question. Do you who do not who do you think will win the championship when it's Hangman Page versus Jericho? Who do you think should win the championship? You know, a few Jericho, weeks a few weeks questions. ago, like whenever we first started talking about this, I remember saying like it should be Adam Page because it's like we're young bloods, we want a new thing, 
It's got to be Jericho. It's got to be Jericho. Like he's he's taking this thing. That's why he's there. I think the litmus test was that night. Yeah, and the crowd really is Dude, behind Jericho, Jericho had to call people fat. He yeah. had to fucking run. He got to call them Jackoffville. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, he tried to run them down just and to get it didn't the really Said, work. Sit down fat There, there are more, there <laughs> are more reasons. A couple minutes later, that guy was crestfallen. <laughs> <laughs> that guy really did not take being called fatso by Jericho very well. Oh, there are shit. more reasons that weigh Jericho needing this win for AEW than there are otherwise. I think I think if if they wouldn't have had that situation with Pac like they did, and they wanted it to be Pac versus Page for the first belt, that would have been fine if they put it on a belt. I think if they had to do it all over again, they would have Kenny Omega versus Jericho for the first title and have Omega win because really Omega's the guy. Omega's the guy, and they might be getting too cute with not putting the belt on Omega. Like put your best foot forward as when you're trying to make an impact, no pun intended, getting on TV, then why not put your best foot forward and have Omega be your champ? I do think Omega's better chasing because he's the baby face. So I think once they get on TV, they'll set him up and Omega. Adam Page I think will be the same way. At some point he'll be their champion. Maybe they figure a triple threat. Lucha Chris, Lucha Chris, he already knows the inside jokes. I also want to say that I want to, like, really, to be fair, we have to reserve our judgment until they have a TV product that's on weekly. It's a long way to go. Maybe I'm jumping on a little bit too early, but I was was a little bit... I was a little bit disappointed in the product that they put but out. You, but it's not always going to be... I actually didn't even expect it to be televised, so I'm just happy that we got to see it. I thought it was just going to be a show in Jacksonville. We got to see it. It was free. The show is a solid show. And like I said... It wasn't terrible. Ulti- ultimately, it it all kind of makes sense going into All Out, if you follow it along. And that's going to have to do it for our three count. <laughs> JCB, tell me about F&B Eatery. That sounds like a food bell. F and B or you are the third corner of thirty four fifty three South Hampton, corner of uh, Hampton and Marquette. Go check out my boy Mike. He's sitting there. He's waiting for you. He's ready to feed you and the Hopefully fam. He didn't try to go today because it was too hot. No, it was, <laughs> it was too hot. They were closed. They were, yeah, yeah I did. it was. It was like a hundred degrees driving. In my car. Yeah, I was going to say, my I car can't imagine smashing burgers. Okay, but Still when he's when you're ready burgers. for him to smash burgers, he's ready for you to oh. smash them burgers for you. Check him out. Check him out. Let's try this again. Check him out. <laughs> Thirty-four fifty. Man, I'm done. Thirty-four fifty. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, help me out. Just Google it. F&B Eatery. Google it. It's on Southampton, part of the Southampton Mafia. <laughs> Thank you. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> oh, I couldn't get that out for shit. I would have eaten the smash burger. All right. We got, some, we got yeah. some odds and ends. Uh, I guess the big thing coming back, I just wrote boom on the toilet paper. You guys know what that's from? No. From Lethal Weapon when Danny Glover's oh, sitting on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the yeah, toilet yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, I think about that all the time because my legs fall asleep on the toilet all the time too. Yeah, I Damn, think no. I think about it when that parody they had, Loaded up. Weapon 1, where uh, uh, Emilio Estevez comes up and says to Samuel L. Jackson, he's like, are you okay? And Samuel L. Jackson's like, yeah, just taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got to do some odds and ends. Um Bray Wyatt's back, guys. Bray Wyatt comes back. Uh, 
Finn Balor gets squashed by Samoa Joe. It's such a strange segment. He gets squashed by Samoa Joe. Then he gets uh, he gets back. Samoa Joe beats him up a little bit. Lights go out. His music turns off. Uh, Bray Wyatt standing there in his strange mask. Uh, Finn theme. Balor's set up for Sister Abigail. He gives Finn Balor the Sister Abigail thoughts on that. JCB. Um a great way for Bray to come back, uh, especially after weeks of not seeing him. There was a lot of chitter-chatter about where's Bray, where's Bray. Um, Finn apparently wanting this leave of absence kind of makes sense. Um, as long as they don't put the demon on SummerSlam to lose, right. that's fine. You want to hold that off? Let sit out for three months. I think... I think putting over the demon is no, no. like the, uh, as long as Save they keep it. Bray strong. But okay, well, and that I, was my next. That was my next point. I don't want to put over the demon and then just like lose to fucking Samoa okay. Joe the next week. You, you want you have to keep Bray strong. You have to keep him at a point where you just can't keep him having him jump Finn Balor. What I would do is have him jump guys from both brands so that way you don't know who he's going to jump next but then when he has matches he has to win matches he i'd have to go lose. to nxt and fucking jump somebody down Fine. there sure, man Fine. 205 live just have be- jump people everywhere Fine. yeah so personally first of all raw finally did something right by creative uh means they led this up Nicely, they didn't drop them on extreme rules, which no, is it, what everybody expected. No, it doing was at it the, the top of the eight o'clock after, hours, perfect. Exactly, doing it the raw after extreme rules after the pay per view was a way to push the ratings even higher because they didn't put them out that way. The attention to detail was spectacular. The way that the they lighting. didn't shut the lights down like they do the Undertaker, what they did was made it look like shit was shutting down. Well, yeah, they, like Tim like, Ballard's oh, music, you know, like, New York's been having this power if you, if you, know, you, if, all day long. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. If you jump on Twitter <laughs> and watch some of the, the crowd's videos of how that went down, they were all kind of confused, even though they were all chanting Bray. That I think that was more of a want than anything. Right. But it, it looked spectacular. It sounded spectacular. That was an, another big part of it for me, is that the noises the and music the music kind of like went slow. It was like, almost like a horror, horror movie. Horror Esque. Plus, with Bray Wyatt, I mean, with uh, with with Finn Balor, it goes into this whole Bray fiend writing the wrongs of his past type thing. They went into wasn't it like the Sister Abigail demon thing that almost yeah. pretty much is what capped off where right where he left. Yeah, yeah he got meningitis right before he was supposed to dress in drag. So, th- so exactly. still, that's what we were hoping. I still so, wish that there was you was hoping. There's an alternate timeline that exists <laughs> yeah, where that's still happening and I want to visit it. <laughs> so the fact the fact that's that they you was hoping motherfucker don't be saying we. The fact that they did it that way to me they're they're starting with Finn because he, I feel like he's going to go backwards in his feuds. He's mm. going to take out all of his feuds backwards. And that's why I want him to go to both, jump to run both shows. I totally here's, agree. Here's how I would book it. So if Finn, and I, I don't really get that much in the fantasy booking, but here's how I would book it because I just had this great idea. Finn wants to be written off of TV By for a while. Wanted Finn wants to take off TV for a while. So Bray Wyatt gives him the sister Abigail from hell. Let's just say this writes Finn t- off TV for a while. Demon comes back. In a few months, and then we have Finn versus Bray, Hell in a Cell. 
yeah. Demon versus Bray Hell in a Cell. I feel like and, Finn I mean, needs and to that, lose. That gives, that gives Bray enough time to pick up some momentum, get some wins under his belt. Hopefully he gets a match at SummerSlam. That'd be a real waste be a if he did a four-minute match with 37 minutes of entrance. Right. I, w- I oh, wouldn't yeah, even. Sure. I would, no, don't. I wouldn't even rush it. I'm kind of curious to see what his new entrance is going to be like, though, because his old entrance was so iconic. It was so money, man. Yeah, it was great. So um, I like the idea he just shows up like that every time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, backstage, shit like that. I mean, don't be creative don't, with yeah, this. Yeah, don't wait. Don't do Bray like you do everybody else. He's got to be special. Yep. You got to treat him as such. No, I'm being no, I'm being dead serious I'm because if, if he starts, if you treat him like you treat everybody else, absolutely, he's then he's be going different. to all this appeal is going to go away, and he'll be like everybody and else. I think they're right now. They're doing a good job of it. Right now they are. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura versus Ali. Nakamura is the new Intercontinental Champion. We didn't talk about that. Nakamura versus Ali could create some fun matches. Any quick thoughts on that? Probably the worst Nakamura Balor match you could possibly have. Yeah. But uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying, like, I didn't even know that fucking match was happening. I felt like it it yeah. lasted like ten seconds in my mind. That's yeah. a, think, that was uh, that's kind of the problem. It's, it's just a poor build to it. Yeah, we didn't we didn't predicted last week it wasn't even on the wikipedia page so they didn't even advertise it and then they put it on the pre-show apparently vince doesn't like when you say kickoff show so i'll call it pre-show because fuck you vince Uh, uh, are we uh are you guys uh what are we thinking about the new ko as face kind of uh it's like ko shane being kind of a uh, diet diet stone cold vince yeah um, i'm I'm all right with it for now yeah it's fine if we're gonna have shane KO Might as well make KO the guy to do it. KO seems to be pretty over as a baby face. Uh, he I really th- is. I think KO's over anyway. I think now it's starting to kind of pick up more steam. Now, the best in the world botching a fucking stunner. Twice. He did it the first time. He almost fucking did it the second but time. He, he took it like a champ though after he after the botch. Yeah, whatever. He Stop. did he did the triple H pop up. That no, was good. Fuck no, he's that got to go. Shit. Uh he's he's got got to go. I, listen guys, I don't want Shane on TV anyway. I don't I just, mind Shane on I got TV. Call like I see it. But he's I, not I, the I best know. in the world. Go okay. fuck yourself. Uh what do we think about the way that the street profits are being used <laughs> almost like as like hosts of Raw or something? Any thoughts? I don't. I don't. As long as they, as long as they don't wrestle, and and this is me being serious for thirty seconds. As long as they're not wrestling, I think we'll be okay. Comic relief. Comic just, relief. Just to fine. get people used to them. I kind of like that if they're going to push them to the NXT yeah. and have great matches. Yeah, yeah. Or, I'm into that. or if they call them up at some later point, that's fine. But you know, they they have obvious charisma, but just maybe you just keep you know, them backstage Raiders. for a moment. Um, What's up? Maybe, you know, utilize some of the other NXT tag teams you've brought up, like War Raiders and whatnot. The, uh, AOP. 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 RIP. RIP Ascension. The women's division on the main roster seems to be in disarray because this, as Jason touched on earlier, this Ember Moon Bailey match, uh, baby it's gonna faces, be a badass they're going to be they're going to be friends. You ain't going to see it, man, because it's going to come on at four in the afternoon. Touche. And Ember Moon, they have not. I, I don't understand when uh, champions get to pick their own challengers. Don't be surprised if Shane makes this some sort of okay. Piggybacking off of your comment, well, next Tuesday night. Bailey can't make matches. You know, the best in the world just, I make the matches. So Ember Moon's going to have to do blah, 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 blah. I just or think, Stephanie will come I out. I just think be... that they have, they have lots of talent, but I mean. 
they have so, Sonya Deville can can really wrestle, okay. and she doesn't Ooh. get enough time, and she's just that's Mandy my, Rose's. That's kind of my ugly problem with this whole Ember thing. Is that the last time we saw Ember ugly. Moon, she was trading wins and losses with Mandy and Sonya, and now all of a sudden she gets this win. And Bailey says that she's the number one content. Come on, guys. And, and the Raw match is going to be Natty versus Becky. It's in Toronto. That's fine. But Morgan's Toronto. quoting Eminem on Twitter now, so I don't know if that's her character. Dude, okay, but th- it's not going to be long before Vince makes a call and offers Ronda too much money, even though she has plenty of money. Ultimately, I think that's what this is. We're playing the waiting game. Sasha's yeah. waiting in the wings. Ronda uh, is she? Is, is I think she. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm not. She is coming back. I mean, there is no. Just have Shayna Baszler drop the belt and bring her up. If you don't have Ronda, I mean, you need a uh, you need a real legitimate badass. You got baggage with uh, Duke and Shafir. Well, you they they can't they can't even be a tag team by themselves right now. Enforcers and still work Florida like and train. Okay, like do Mondays or whatever. If you want to do that, that's fine too. But then you can't. Then Ronda has to stay away for a little bit because oh, now yeah. you got the same oh, kind of. Shayna has to be on her. Uh, yeah, Shayna's gonna have to shine. Shayna could it. kind of take that mantle, although it wouldn't Ooh. be as big. Like she was not a draw like Ronda, but Ronda, like I don't know if you guys like follow her on YouTube. Like she put out a video like yeah. uh, last <laughs> week, and like she is like really feeling like a comeback. Like at least through the she's video, missing wrestling in that. Yeah, video. she's missing wrestling. Like. The whole the whole spiel was that she was like doing elbow drops on the bed, or like she was changing a light bulb with a ladder, and then she, she was like trying to get you know, pregnant. I mean, I mean, maybe it's I not working, know. you know. And I'm I'm not, I'm gonna be you know serious for thirty seconds. If it's not working, then maybe she it's time for her to just come on back, do the thing for a little bit, come back to try and be impregnated at some point. Ronda's the Brock and, of the women's division, and Vince is going to go back to that every time because he's got no idea how to build new stars anymore. So she's an, she was already a superstar. Brock was already a superstar, and that's just what's going to happen. That's going to be Charlotte's WWE on there. Fox, yeah. Like, and then that's going to be that's that's what it is. Hope we can get Sasha back. Just real quick, I want to say that I want to dub the next one of our next uh, exclusive contents for YouTube being thirty seconds. Uh, can I be serious for a second or for thirty seconds with Jason? Jason, B? Jason being serious for thirty him, seconds. Yeah, just him be serious for thirty seconds. seconds. Good luck, because I was going to say they ain't a lot of Jason, those. We'll Jason, cut them off. Uh, last thing, uh, be serious for thirty seconds. You <laughs> chuckled at that Truth Drake Maverick thing in the hotel, oh. didn't you? You laughed a little bit, didn't you? It made you no, laugh. I, no, I actually to tell you the truth, and I chuckled. No, I did too. I thought that was pretty funny. No, actually. the only thing I, I laughed Drake because actually I, getting over. That's what that's what it line. is. It's because Drake Maverick is getting over. It's well, now, the truth is, but we kind of moved no away what. from yeah. truth a little bit, and yeah. now we're centering on Drake Maverick, his the the marriage, how he can he still hasn't consummated. He snapped you know, on two hundred five. What's like up? The, he snapped on 205 He snaps Live. on 205. Awesome. They got him on like a video when he's walking the streets in his underwear looking all disheveled. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I can't, wait for, I can't wait for the beefers in December when I give Drake Maverick wrestler of the year. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Bill, uh, be serious for 30 seconds. Uh, did we land on the moon in 69? Woo. You know, I watched oh. this. Oh. I watched, uh, yeah, you know, I watched this thing the other day. Maybe we did. <laughs> this is banned from ringside.
All right, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Al Snow is 56. That's what? Like, what? I, I had a great oh. tweet. Much. I mentioned yeah, him. Yeah, my buddy. <laughs> find me on BFR Bill and read this uh, very small thread that on I Twitter. wrote about my buddy on Twitter. What did I say? <laughs> it's so you just good. said your, ta- your hand on uh, it. Al Snow uh, is 56. Joey Mercury is 40. Mandy Rose is 28. Jeremy Woo! Borash is 45. Jinder Mahal is 33. Adam Rose is 40. Uh, Fabulous Moolah is 96. I think she's passed away. David Von Erich so. is 61. I know he's passed away. HBK oh, is 54. Fandango, the underused, underrated Fandango is 38. Kenny King is 38. Akira Tozawa, 34. Tori Wilson, 44. The aforementioned Zack Sabre Jr. is 32. And Angela Doc, Angelo Dawkins from the Street Profits is 29. Hey, everybody. We know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to ours. For Shock City Studios, Jack. for Rich Harris, for Soul Taco, Jack. for JJ Twigs on Southampton, Jack. for F&B Eatery, Jack. for Schlafly Beer, Jack. for Vice, for Jack. Blucher Chris, Chris now. for Jack. Two Beer Zach Pullman, Jack. for Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Bill Vagy, and everybody, Jack. boo the heels! Boo.